Welcome to Real World Radio Europe. Usually we'd introduce ourselves here, but this episode isn't really about Friends of the Earth. It's about the hundreds of thousands of school students who've started striking for the climate over the last few months, and so that's exactly who we're going to hear from today. We'll listen to five young people who've played a crucial role in organising strikes in their communities. They're as young as 14, and for many of them it was their first time organising or taking action around climate change. They'll inspire you, and it's an episode packed with hope. And by the end, you'll know how to get involved with and support the student strikes, even if, like me, you finished school a depressingly long time ago. Anyway, that's more than enough from me, so let's hear their voices. First up, Cyprus. So I'm Nicolas Moros, or my friends call me Barry, and I'm from Cyprus, Nicosia. And I saw what Greta did, uh, like I've been watching her actions since August. And I, and I was really inspired by her. And one day, uh, as I was lying, I was like, uh, oh, that, that, that's cool. And like, we need to do it here as well. And I saw a post from Friends of Earth. Uh, and I'm like, we can help you up to start up or give you advice. And I was like, let's go for it. And then everything like started. And after three weeks, we, um, like last uh, Friday, we did the demonstration. Yeah, the strike. No way, so you started you started organizing three weeks before the climate strike. But it was something really big, like I didn't imagine at first that it's gonna it it will be so big. I, I made a post on Facebook and I asked, like I'm thinking to do this demonstration. Are there people willing to come? So if I go by myself alone, I don't do I, I won't make a difference. So in my surprise, I made a like I made an Instagram account and I got hundred and a hundred followers. So I was like, ah, let's do this. So basically it started backing up and backing up and, and I made a group chat with like 20 students that were willing to help me out to organize and we made like two events there. So like uh, a little bit by little bit like uh, people learned about the thing but we, we, we got a lot of approach from political parties again like they wanted to endorse or take the credit out of it. And like student unions that are political party oriented, they really wanted to take part with us, like co-organize. They were like, I would, I want, I'm not gonna share your event unless we co-organize. And I was like, no, we lose the point of it. Uh, Good for you. And uh, like, you need to go the hard way. What's more important to you to have like a hundred more people or to, to be true, to be real? I'd like to apologize for my boomingly patronizing, good for you, there. I couldn't help myself. I get excited by strong movement building analysis. Anyway, an action outside the parliament in Cyprus like this is pretty much unprecedented, which you could tell by the police response. So we went out of the parliament that day, uh, and we had some trouble with the police as well, because like, when we, I called them up like two weeks before to give them notice that we are going there. But that day they were like, no, we agreed that we're not going to go close the roads. And I was like, no, we said we're going to close the road. Anyway, 
uh, at the end of the day, 500 people showed up, so they had to close the roads. And they were like, no, here only for 30 minutes, not for longer. But we didn't listen to them anyway. And you could tell they touched a nerve by the scale of the political response as well. We took the name of the head of the parliament and we made a slogan out of it, like, we don't trust you. And, uh, at the, and he used our slogan, he was like, I'm so offended by this, by this uh, slogan and you, you shouldn't talk to a politician like that. But well, it, it no, wasn't like anything feeling. offensive, we're just stating that we had no trust and core confidence. The, what's been the uh, response from the government after your strike? So the politician was like, uh, I'm so offended and you shouldn't talk to, to a politician like that. But like in reality, we didn't say anything bad to them. As, and the fact that like 15 years old are outside of the parliament, they're shouting to them, we have no confidence. I, I don't know, they should like, uh, they should feel embarrassment and like they need to act, not like turn it to, you get offensive to me and I don't deserve this uh, behavior. So they, 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 indir- like they directed the media toward that uh, point. And like other politicians came out to us, like, congratulations students for being here. And I was like, I don't care for your congratulations. I want you to do action. And while the delicate snowflakes among the middle-aged men who make up Cyprus's right-wing government were busy taking offence at their failure to deal with an existential threat to the citizens they represent, the student protest was building bridges with other young people over the border in northern Cyprus. Uh, so no, 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 the demonstration was good. It was not political, like not political party oriented, because we have this uh, issue here in Cyprus as well that everything needs to happen under the supervision of a political party, and this is how people are divided and we have uh, corruption and everything. So yeah, it was good because I think it was the first time that people united, regardless of their political ideology, regardless of uh, ethnicity beliefs, background, sexuality, they were all there for climate change and nothing else. Because we, we had Turkish Cypriots as well, we have this conflict here. Because mm-hmm. uh, Greek Cypriots, like the majority doesn't like Turkish Cypriots and vice versa. But at, at the actual march, we had people from both communities. So yeah, um, indirectly it united everyone because climate change, uh, uh, there, there's no borders between climate change. So that was a good indirect message coming out, out from the protest. But yeah, like many people showed up and I, I, was, I wasn't expecting. I was, because all the time I, 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 I do get depressed that there's no hope in humanity and, and everything. That I see something and no one reacts to it or everyone is so nationalist. But this demonstration actually gave me hope. It gave me confidence as well to like 500 people came there. so. Yeah, there's, it's a start and we're going to continue and grow bigger and bigger. We'll hear more from Barry later about what non-students can do to support the climate strikes. Next up, we're going 5,000 kilometres away to the northwest to the Scottish Highlands. I spoke with Holly, who's 14 years old and has been organising strikes in the town of Fort William. Fort William is the outdoor capital of the Highlands and it's based at the foot of Ben Nevis. And it's a, it's a town of about 10,000 people or so? Um, something like that. Okay, very good. And so, yeah, maybe maybe just tell us a bit about a bit about the, the history of the kind of climate strike Friday's movement in Fort William and, and how you got involved. 
Um, the climate strikes in Fort William started on the 11th of January and we've been striking for an hour outside of school every Friday since that then. Um, I first started when I saw Greta Thunberg on social media giving her speech to the record-breaking um, climate march in Helsinki, Finland, and she was explaining about climate change and that the government wasn't doing anything and that she was striking for the climate. And I thought that that was something that I could do too to make a difference because I've always been interested in the environment. So was it was it was it mainly you at the beginning of the climate strikes in Fort William, or were there other people involved? One of my friends has been striking with me since I started, and um, but it was just a small group of four of us when we started. And what was it? What was it about Crater's uh, message and her speech which spoke to you? It was just the fact that she felt that it was important enough, climate change was important enough, for her to start missing school. And I hadn't, um, I didn't know much about climate change in the before last year. But then I started researching and I realized how important it was. And then I decided that I was going to go on strike as well. You say you've been striking every Friday since uh, since you started. Um, how has it grown at all? It's grown amazingly. We started with about a group of four or five people and now we have on average 20 to 30 people coming um, to the strike. And what do you think has motivated everyone else to join you? How has the word got around? Um, I think it's... I think people want to come to the strike because it's something they can do because lots of people don't know what we can do in the face of climate change. But this is something that everyone can get involved in and make a difference with. And um, what kind of reaction have you had from, well, from anyone, really, from the school, from the government? Um, my teachers support what I'm doing, but they're not really allowed to talk about it because the head teacher and the Highland Council don't like what we're doing. Um, yesterday, I spoke with Nicola Sturgeon and four other climate strikers. I Skyped into the meeting in Edinburgh and we were talking to her about climate change and what we wanted the Scottish government to do, the action we wanted them to take. And she's very supportive of the strike. She thinks she thinks that they're a good way of pressuring politicians to keep making changes and to keep taking climate action. Uh, and what did you what did you make of her response? I think that she she does know how serious climate change is. But the Scottish government isn't yet making the changes that are necessary because rich countries like Scotland need to go beyond the demands of the Paris Agreement. We need to do more. And so, so, so what's next for the, the climate strike movement in Fort William? Um, we're just going to keep striking on Fridays until the Scottish government starts taking the action that is needed because this is so important. What's an hour a week of missing school worth compared to our planet? Um, I think it's important, and this is just um, me adding, I think it's important that we don't just think about the climate side of it, we need to think about the ecological side of it. 200 species go extinct in the world every single day, and that's getting even less coverage than climate changes. So I think it's really important that people remember that this isn't just about humanity saving humans and um, saving the atmosphere and the climate. This is also about all the other animals with which we live, with which we share the world with.
Holly is by no means the only student in Scotland who's been inspired to take action by Greater Thunberg and found herself later at the heart of a huge climate justice movement. Down the road in Glasgow, Nancy explained how the strikes had gathered momentum there. Um, well, I'm Nancy Bajanot. Um, I'm from Glasgow and I got involved in it because I, I saw what Greta was doing and I w- was wondering whether there was something similar happening like in my city or something. And then on 15th of February, that was the first strike that I went on and I met a lot of people there and I actually got into contact with the organisers and from then I've been helping them and like as a team we've been working for the strike on the 15th of March. What's the, how do you describe the makeup of uh, people who are striking? Yeah, there's like a lot of students, mostly like high school age, that turn up and they're just really passionate about it. And, you know, it feels like there's two types of people, either those who don't do anything about it or those that do a lot, you know. So there's just like a lot of students who are like passionate about making change and like doing whatever they can. So it's really good. Oh, that's amazing. And how did the word spread? I mean, what do you think like, made the difference between the first strike with 200 people and the, the next one with a couple of thousand? Um, well, social media was a big part of it because that's how to get in contact with like most people around this age nowadays. So just like sharing posts, like DMing people, um, phoning people, telling your friends, and we also made posters that were like put up around schools. Um, I find it was good because it's like everybody wants to contribute to it, and you know there's always something you can do, and everyone's always like so friendly and like helpful with everything that you do, even if you don't do anything, you just sit in the group and watch everyone do other things. A lot of people were also saying, oh, we're just doing it to get out of school and we shouldn't be missing our education. We're taking it for granted and things like that. And what would you say to those people? Well, I would say there's no point studying for a future that we're not going to have if there's no climate justice. But also, of course, whatever I missed, I went on after school. I stayed back. I went to Saturday classes to catch up. So... I'm not doing it to miss school. I'm doing it because I want to have school in the future. I want my generation to be able to live without wondering, like, am I able to do this thing? Am I able to have a family, bring up children? Or will I not even be able to do that, you know? Some of the largest and most frequent climate strikes are happening in Germany, where the Fridays for Future movement has reached towns and cities across the country. Sasha, who's 24 and a physics student in Hamburg, and who's also involved with Bundjugend, Young Friends of the Earth Germany, filled us in on what's been going on there. Yeah, uh, originally I, I believe I first got involved in November of uh, 2018 when we as uh, Bundjugend Hamburg, so as the local group of Young Friends of the Earth, we were uh, contacted by a student who had read on the internet about the school strike which was performed in Berlin and of course course also of uh, latest activities in Stockholm and he asked us whether we would be willing to help organize something like this in Hamburg and our first reaction was yes it's a great idea but we didn't believe we had time in December and we 
asked him whether he would be willing to wait till January so that we believe there would be less stress before Christmas. But actually, about two weeks later, there were other students who just uh, started something and they also contacted us. And, and in the end, it just went on in the mid of December. And yeah, there was a, a lot of, of, of power behind all these people, I believe. They were very, very engaged. Well, wow. so how did it, uh, how's it grown in Hamburg then? Yeah, on, on the first strike in on, on December the 14th, I believe there were about uh, 100 people. Or maybe maybe around 50 actually <laughs> and we were completely surprised and then there was the christmas break and the next strike was on january the 18th and we believed maybe we'll have 200 this time and then we uh, i came out uh, from the underground and entered um, the place where the strike took place and there were more than thousand people and we were all completely surprised and i really I don't know how it spread so much over Christmas, but um, well, social media uh, certainly was a, was a big part of the deal, especially Instagram and also our WhatsApp groups. We had, by now we have eight WhatsApp groups because seven of them are full. And before each strike, we write a message um, which invites people to share this message and of course to come to the next strike. And I think that was it was just uh, spread very, very um, rapidly. I asked Sasha about who's been turning up at these strikes. Are they the usual suspects at climate protests or are new people joining the movement? Well, um, there are of course a lot of uh, different people and some of them have been active in the youth environment or climate movement for years. Some with Bundjugend, some with uh, Greenpeace Youth. But there are also people who are not very were not very concerned about the environment a year ago, and just by by following uh, the protests and Greta on the media. And in Germany, there were over the last year there were several big events related to climate. For example, the, in the Hamburg Forest and also around the, the climate conference in Katowice, that these people somehow recognized this is really about our future and. This is also true for people who were, were not so concerned about the environment before because they just they just realized, well, this is now something we have to um, change for our generation in order to have a livable future. Mm -hmm. And what's the political response been to the strikes, even either at the local level in Hamburg or at the national level? Yeah, well, we had, um, there was a video statement by uh, Angela Merkel. Uh, she said she welcomes the protests, but a few sentences later, she said, uh, well, we can't quit coal before 2038 because we have to, we have to take care of the economy and we have to take care of the jobs. And I personally was quite angry about this uh, because in the beginning she said, yeah, it's so great that you, you young people uh, do something and you are so active. And, and the next uh, few sentences, uh, she just, uh, and our response to this was to write an open letter to her where we um, emphasized the, the fact that there are climate tipping elements and that if we tip them, then we are going to change the climate for the next hundreds or thousands of years. And she is actually talking about economic growth for the next uh, few tens of years or maybe even just the next few years. And that, that's not really comparable. Um, after the, the message by, by Angela Merkel, which was the day after uh, Greta Thunberg was in Hamburg, a lot of more people <laughs> joined, joined the movement, especially in Hamburg. And there's no, no belief in that the 
especially Merkel on, and, and the politicians in power will save us. I, I think there's a strong belief that we have to fight for our future ourselves. Finally, I spoke with Lita from Latvia. Lita's a university student and is on the steering group of Young Friends of the Earth Europe. She's been striking in Latvia since the beginning of the year. So my name's Lita and I'm from Young Friends of the Earth Latvia. I've got involved with the student strike quite recently. There was a few uh, volunteers from our Young Friends of the Earth group that were part of the organizing team and then they um, invited us all to join and uh, make this uh, our own issue that we need to involve and we need to take part in this. So the Fridays for Future movement in Latvia started in the end of February. A few students uh, came together, organized uh, their own group and then most of the green organizations in Latvia came uh, came to help them to make this this event possible and part of it was young friends of the earth Latvia the original organizers i mean are these school students university students what kind of ages are we talking here the original organizers were university students some of them were latvians there also were some uh, erasmus students from different countries that uh, were very concerned about this and wanted to help. So what, what, was, the, what was the process for, um, for going from zero to uh, the first climate strike in Latvia? The process mainly was to, to organize, uh, organize people and to get people involved and to educate people that we have this problem and we need to take action. Uh, a lot of things happened online, all the information that we received came online. The organizers uh, met uh, a few times face to face to talk about like the logistics of uh, the strike, but um, mostly the com- communication with people happened through internet. So, so the day itself was uh, it started out very nice. We had. Uh, approximately 650 people which for Latvia is uh, a lot there was like uh, a lot of young people a lot of uh, uh, 12 year olds and 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 even smaller there were also a lot of students and a lot of parents who were concerned about their child child's future so uh, and yeah we went from the center to uh, ministries and uh, parliament and the city council so basically all the important uh, places that can m- make these changes the, at the beginning of the strike it started raining and it rained the whole time but the people still were very uh, very active and enthusiastic and, and wanted to do this I asked Lita what their demands were what does Latvia need to do to achieve climate justice? And what's been the response of their government? There's no real policy in Latvia that is uh, based on the urgency of the climate uh, crisis happening right now. And uh, we have like few um, initiatives in, in some ministries that are uh, trying to make our... Uh, 
decision making and and every political aspect more sustainable but it's not enough it's happening really slowly and uh, there's a lot of things like for example from the paris agreement that are not implemented yet and and the process is uh, coming along really slowly so that's 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 kind of our main goal with this to make to um push the government to take these actions quicker and the uh, action to be more impactful and and more based on the situation that's happening right now for now the response is basically that the change starts from society so we need to change ourselves but in the strike we demand the that the government take action and that they change the climate policy uh, and everything and what do you what do you think what does the student what does the Fridays for Future movement in Latvia think of this response it's it's not enough and we 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 will keep making these strikes and do this again and again until we receive uh, a decent response from the government and some real action from the government now, at the start of this episode, I promised that you'd hear about how you can support the strikes if you're not a student. And for this, we're going to go back to Barry from Cyprus. And I should point out here, he's talking about Friends of the Earth, but he is referring to a couple of particularly special volunteers from Young Friends of the Earth Cyprus who supported the strikes there. Joe and Mirto, you know who you are. Yeah, but I would like I, I would like to congratulate like Friends of Earth or Young Friends of Earth or for their action and without their help, and I like that it was the only organization, the Young Friends of Earth, that they wanted to help me, but not take credit out of it. And they were the only ones that they were like, Nicola, for example, be careful on this, because it might show that we helped you and we don't we, we don't want the exposure. You students need to have the exposure. And I really like this. Like other organizations, they, they took like the first chance to take credit or go and make misinformation. But Young Friends of Earth, they were there, they helped us, they gave advice, they gave uh, us like uh, paints, they gave us posters. So I, I really appreciate the, the whole organization and the whole uh, uh, vision of this organization. Yeah. So there you have it. If you want to support the student strikes, go and ask them what they need. Maybe it's materials to make banners, maybe it's a meeting space, maybe it's cake. Who knows? But find out what they want, not what you think they need. And to finish, we'll go back to Nancy from Glasgow for the final word. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Um, I think people should just know that um, they should stand up for what they believe in and that even if they're just doing one little thing or, you know, coming to one strike, it makes a big difference. Like, I didn't know anyone that was coming to the strikes. I was just went from school by myself. And, you know, even though it can be like, training or scary um it's definitely something that's really worthwhile and i think everyone should have the experience of like standing up for you know something that affects us all This was Friends of the Earth Europe and Rio Radio.